Welcome to another week of Fantasy Football Talk. This is your host, James Wallace, and once again, I'm joined by John Hess. John, welcome. What's up? Uh, yeah, we're excited to talk another week. Uh, hopefully this week goes a little bit smoother. I know last week was a little choppy on, on my part. I just had a lot going on with work, mentally fried, so feeling better this week, so I expect this this podcast to uh, go a lot smoother. Um, at least that's that's the plan. But uh, anyways, so we're just going to jump right in. Uh, first off, it's a great time of year. I know we have football going on, NHL playoffs just ended, M- MLB playoffs just started, and uh, as a big Braves fan, I know John is, John is as well, um, just a huge win for the Braves today. Huge. Um, kind of miraculous how Cincinnati did not score on their Many, many opportunities, but uh, we will take the one nothing win. So uh, hopefully the Braves can close it out tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it's just a great time of year. Sports going on. NBA Finals start tonight. Um, I'm not following it as closely as I have in the past, but uh, it's still just a lot going on. Uh, this is a fun time of year. But uh, one note from last, last week that I wanted to touch on one of the games was the Kansas City-Baltimore game. I know many people were looking forward to that being, uh, you know, probably the two best teams in the NFL. And to me, I think it was just a statement of how good Kansas City really is. I think they're head and shoulders pretty much above everyone else. I think they have a switch they can flip, um, kind of patriot esque, if you will. Uh, so yeah, I was just really impressed by them. I mean, Mahomes looked amazing. Lamar had his struggles uh so yeah so for me my takeaway was just that they're so much better than everyone else and and i think they have a legit chance of running running the table john what do you think they're so good patrick mahomes has thrown the football in more ways than i've ever seen any quarterback in the nfl throw the ball what what even was that on the path to Anthony Sherman. The fullback, yeah. I mean, it's like one of those throws that you make in your backyard where you, like, tuck your arm underneath and sling it. Yep. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and their defense played well. Uh, you just wonder if they, won the, if, they, if they will bring that same type of focus and energy on a weekly basis. But if they do, I don't see any team in the NFL beating them. So, I think... The real challenge is basically getting themselves ready to play week in, week out. But we'll see. They just looked amazing. So I just wanted to highlight that. Uh, and it, then also here recently, a little mini COVID outbreak with the Titans. Um, so right now their game with Pittsburgh this week is kind of on hold. NFL is saying they want to play it. Kind of looking like as of now that they're going to play Monday night. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um so yeah, so we kind of knew this was going to happen at some point. I was actually surprised it went this long into the season without something like, something like this happening. But again, we'll see what happens. From a fantasy perspective, it could throw a wrench in some plans this week. Uh, especially if you have Derrick Henry, uh, some, some of the Pittsburgh players, Connor, some of the receivers. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens. Because right now... The last I heard, they were looking at rescheduling to Monday or Tuesday. Hmm, that'd be interesting. Tuesday. 
Tuesday night game. Hey, you know, I think the NFL is going to try to make it work. They they seem to just to be all in on just making it happen, kind of do it, do what it takes. So, so we'll see. Um, jumping right in, uh, I will say last week, I don't know if you heeded my advice on players to buy low on, but I just want a quick touch base on the three people I recommended. Allen Robinson, Galladay, and Derrick Henry all had pretty solid weeks. Uh, so if you took my advice, you're welcome. If not, you missed your opportunity, I think. Allen Robinson with Nick Foles in, he's, he's going to be the guy. Yeah, he looks good. Galladay coming back. He, I know he probably didn't play his full amount of snaps, but again, I think he's going to be the guy in Detroit. Uh, Derrick Henry finally got in the end zone. I know we talked about it previously, how it was very odd that he had not found the end zone yet, but I think he found it twice last week. So I think these things are just patterns that will be more typical for these players. So I hope you heeded my advice and picked up on these players. Uh, and if not, maybe you will learn to trust me a little bit more. But uh, we'll see. Yes, yes, we will. We will see. But uh, we're going to kind of gonna switch gears and kind of start off with some lesser-known names. Um, I think these are names that are gaining more and more traction with fantasy players and teams, um, kind of bigger names that are starting to grow, but we want to touch base on. And uh, these are people that well, I, don't, I don't think were drafted uh, unless you're in a super deep league or have just insane amount of knowledge. Um, these people were not drafted and have recently been picked up over the last couple of weeks. So we're going to talk about a couple of guys and uh, just kind of see if they have some six, if they will have sustained success or if they're kind of a one, two, three week people. Um, or yeah, we'll see. First one I want to bring up, I'm going to pose to you, John, is James Robinson, the Jacksonville running back. What is your take on him? Because he has been pretty solid of late. I know especially last Thursday night, two touchdown game, looked actually looked really legit to me. But I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think the real question here is, is he's still going to touch the ball at the same amount moving forward? And you have guys like Devon Zigbo who are going to be coming off the IR soon, which may cut into some of this workload. But week one, 16 carries, one reception. Week two, 16 carries, three receptions. Week three, 11 carries, six receptions. So he's hovering around that 17, 18 touch uh, area each week. And it's hard, given how well he's performed, to think that this isn't going to be sustained. You look at the defenses that he's getting ready to play, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit, none of those scare you. Um, And so I think this is a guy who's got a chance over the next several weeks to continue uh, to score nicely as long as other players don't cut into the total share of the touches that he's getting because really he's kind of been the guy there 
You've seen a little bit of Chris Thompson, but not much. Yeah. So I'm buying that he sustains it at least to the bye week in week seven. Yeah. I think one of the most encouraging signs as a James Robinson owner myself is how much he how much he's involved in the passing game. I thought that would be a very limited area for him, just with Chris Thompson and I think he's normally the receiver in, in out, of the, out of the backfield. But seeing him catch passes, seeing him get the same amount of carries, and I agree. I, I think he's legit. I am so glad I picked him up. Um, so, yeah, so you do worry. I mean, there's always a thought in your mind of other people kind of cutting into his workload. But for what I've seen, he looks impressive, and I am on the train. Uh, next person. Are you planning to keep him? and ride it out or are you looking to trade him dude that's actually a great question because i picked him up after week one um for the sole purpose of trading him and i tried really really hard to trade him and no one was buying no everyone responded with he's not legit i don't think he's gonna be last long all this stuff and i was like okay i guess i have to play him and then do the injuries i start i've started him the last two weeks and this last week he actually won me my league i mean if i didn't play him or played someone else, I would have lost. So I think now what I can get back in return for a trade is not what his value is. So I'm totally fine keep keeping him. It's very interesting that you say you tried so hard to trade him, and yet I don't recall any trade requests sent to me um, for James Robinson. Well, people get... not tried that hard. I mean, this is a two-way street, so... It is true, but I wasn't trying to acquire him necessarily. If you were wanting to trade him, you should be knocking at my door, right? I mean, I always when I when I do trades, I I will say I always try to see if it can make sense for both sides. And with you and your situation, I figured the last thing you wanted was a pretty good running back, knowing that I needed a running back in return, and you basically have two stud running backs. So that was the reason I kind of looked other directions. Um, another running back that was actually hot on our waiver wire today is Miles Gaskin from Miami. What are your thoughts on Gaskin? He's no more than a flex play unless Miami's offense somehow gets better. The guy had 22 carries, I think, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. He managed 66 yards with those 22 carries, and he did not find the end zone. He's involved a little bit in the passing game, but I think what you see is what you get. If you need 10 points from somebody that you feel pretty comfortable is going to get 10 points, then plug and play Miles Gaskin. Um, If you're hoping for 20, you should not play Miles Gaskin. I just don't trust Miami's offense. I think the volume is there to put in a pretty high floor. But your ceiling is pretty limited, in my opinion. And they've got several other backs there. Yep. Jordan Howard, vulturing touchdowns mm. at the goal line. Yep. Matt Breda, who I actually thought was going to take over this running back gig. 
in Miami. And for whatever reason, he's hardly seen anything. Um, but I don't buy this yet other than a low-end flex play. Yep. Yeah, I tried to get Gaskin, but my biggest concern with him when I was thinking about the our waiver wire process and having to put in a bid for these waiver additions is the is that basically he gets taken out once they get inside the 10 yard line it looks like Jordan Howard seems to be the red zone running back uh it's like whenever they get close he's the guy so with me with running backs I want them to score touchdowns so again I I I, I think I agree with you Gaskin if you want you know if you're happy you just want someone to get 8 to 12 range um fine but as far as spending a lot of money on on him as a free agent, picking, trying to pick him up, I I was a little hesitant, which is why I didn't get him. But, you know, if something happens to Howard, I mean, he could be good. Offense is decent. So, but I guess the jury's still out on him and kind of what his role continues to be. Another one, another player that was really hot on our waiver wire today was Justin Jefferson. I actually think he was drafted and then has did nothing the first couple of weeks and was dropped. But obviously, right. after uh, his monster game this last week, I mean, he, how many passes did he catch? Like seven, eight? For over 100 yards, touchdown. Um, so, yeah. So, Jefferson, what's your thoughts? I really, really like Jefferson. Seven catches, 175 yards, and a touchdown. Was targeted nine times. Mm. This was pretty clearly the coming out game for him. And they did it against a decent defense in Tennessee. Um, so I like it. I think most teams that they play, Adam Thielen's probably going to draw the top corner if there is shadowing. And we know from fantasy history that this offense in Minnesota can carry two weekly starters at the wide receiver position back in the days where they had Diggs and Thielen. So to me, this is a young um, Diggs, and I think his opportunity is high because that Minnesota defense is bad. As much as I thought I would not be saying something like that, their defense is bad. It really is. And they are going to have to check the ball to stay in games. So I'm buying Justin Jefferson. I like him a lot. I think that especially in a league where you have three wide receivers, he's a great pickup. And for me, I would be considering – putting him in at a wide receiver three spot as early as this next week. You read my mind because I was going to ask you, would you start him this week or would you put him on your bench to see kind of how the next week or two weeks go? So it, it all depends on who you have. So I'll give you some options in our league. If, take for instance, um, my team, I've got Diggs, Green, CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Sammy Watkins. I would start Jefferson um, at one of those spots, either my flex or my wide receiver spots. 
Mm. Um, so I'm in on him. If you're stacked, obviously, at wide receiver, then you can afford to keep him on your bench and wait another week. And hopefully he builds even more value. You can look to trade him. But I, I feel pretty good about his chances moving forward. So I would be looking at starting him if I had him. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I mean, I'm always hesitant with rookies that kind of, kind of come and go, but uh, you know, I mean, the talent's definitely there. I think the opportunity is there. So I think they're just a good formula for success going forward. So, yeah, I like Jefferson. Uh, next, I know we've touched on this backfield in the past, but for the Rams, it has been the Daryl Henderson show the last couple of weeks. And I think this is a situation, again, where he was drafted, dropped when he was injured, and then it looked like Malcolm Brown was going to be the guy. They had Cam Akers. But now that Akers was out last week, Malcolm Brown was kind of dinged up, didn't really get the ball much, and it was all Daryl Henderson once again. And he had another really solid week. Uh, are you buying that he's going to be the guy for the Rams? This one's a lot tougher, and I'm not going to act like I'm an insider with some knowledge of the team. But I have heard several times that they really like Henderson and have wanted him to be the guy. But to this point, he just hadn't taken the reins. This is even back when they had Todd Gurley. Yep. They wanted him to step up, and instead they ended up bringing in guys like C.J. Anderson. Um, the bowling ball. Yeah. So I, th- I think the opportunity in the Rams' offense is huge. But this picture becomes very muddied for me when Cam Akers comes back from injury because then it's possible that you have like a three-headed timeshare between Henderson, Akers, and Malcolm Brown. And... I think there's a good chance that Henderson gets the majority of the carries moving forward if he continues to perform the way he is. But if you're hoping for him to just be a stud, I don't know if that expectation can really be met based on the other running backs that are there. Yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, it's it's such a tricky backfield. Uh, I mean, what you alluded to, there's people are dinged up. So if everyone's healthy, but again, that's a big if. And it's a big if if Henderson can stay healthy because I know he's had lots of injury issues in the past. So I mean, I think for me right now, I would be very hesitant. Obviously, if you've played in the last couple of weeks, you are happy with it. And it's hard to bench him after the last two weeks. So maybe you keep riding it until he disappoints you. Uh, maybe he won't disappoint you. Maybe he'll just keep having solid games. But just knowing the Rams and that offense and how they've used running backs in the past, he's bound to have a game where he gets five carries and Malcolm Brown gets 12 and then Akers will get seven. So he's one that I'm, I have a big red flag beside. Uh, 
but we'll see. I'm definitely starting him this next week, though, against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, you could start that whole offense against the Giants. Yes. <clears throat> next, next, I want to talk about <clears throat> two tight ends that have been recently picked up. And first off, which one would you rather have? Jasicki for the Dolphins or Janu Smith of the Titans? Pick one and have the rest of the season. I think Johnny Smith, just because I think that their team is significantly better. So let me give you Jasicki's stat line for Thursday night in a game in which you thought he might have a good chance to score big. One reception, 15 yards, one touchdown on three targets. So that provides some hesitation for me coming off of the previous week of eight receptions, 130 yards, a touchdown, 11 targets. And some of that's game flow, like they were trying to keep up with Buffalo. They were ahead against Jacksonville, so they ran the ball a little bit more. But I just think Johnny Smith, for me personally, is a higher floor which is often what you're looking for at the tight end position is just a floor number that you can count on every week. So for me, it's Johnny Smith uh, just because I feel like the target share is going to be a little bit better. Through three weeks, he's averaging six and a half targets a game. And Jasicki, as we just said, had three this past week. So you just want to see a tight end that's involved consistently. That's all you can really ask for at the position unless you have one of the main studs. Yep. I think if I had to pick one, I would go with Trisicki. And my reasoning would be I don't think the Dolphins' defense is very good. Um, I know last Thursday night they had a good game. And I think Trisicki's kind of low output uh, was due to game flow. And I just don't think there'll be many games like that for the Dolphins. I know when I was watching the game, I was kind of... Dolphins have some other tight ends they put in the game, more for blocking. Jasicki's definitely the passing tight end. Um, So I I just think there's going to be many, many games for the Dolphins where they're going to be trailing, throwing a lot. And as we all know, Fitzpatrick loves to just heave it. So, especially me as a Jasicki owner, I'm looking at this week, and they're playing Seattle. And I'm like, oh, man. To me, Jasicki's a must-start in this situation because they're going to be behind, they're going to be chucking it, and he's going to be running tons of routes. So, and then the flip side of that, Janu, I know the Titans haven't had A.J. Brown pretty much at all this year. So I think when A.J. Brown comes back, they have Corey Davis, so have Humphreys, I think that's gonna, gonna kind of take down his target share a little bit, and again, I think once they get in the red zone, it's a lot of Derrick Henry, and so I don't know. That's kind of my my two cents. I, I I'm more on 
Jasicki, but yeah. Maybe I'm just more optimistic since I own him in my in our league. Maybe that's it. <laughs> it is true that you you typically can convince yourself of certain things when you have the player and you just want him to be whatever you're thinking, either for your sake or for trade value to try and convince other people. Maybe. That's maybe something to that. But all honesty right here, I think he'll have an eight or nine catch game with a touchdown and maybe 80, 90 yards this week. I would almost say if he doesn't get that, I'm disappointed. So we'll see. All right. Titans facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Miami Dolphins facing the Seattle Seahawks. Who has a bigger game? Oh, Mike Jasicki, Johnny Smith. This isn't even a question to me. I mean, Jasicki all day. I would take Jasicki 10 out of 10 times. Barring injury, which if a player's on my team, there's a good chance they get injured. Just throwing that out there. Um, soon, soon won those seasons. <laughs> but I'm taking Jasicki all, all day. You? I would probably lean toward Jasicki, but for sake of competition in this podcast, I will say that Johnny Smith has a bigger week than Mike Jasicki this next week. Not going to happen. I'm pretty confident about this one. All right. We'll see. Come on, Johnny. That, that's if the Titans actually play, which they should, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how, how those free agent pickups play out over the next couple of weeks, and we may revisit this list uh, in a couple of weeks to kind of see how all these players are doing. Next, I, I kind of want to pose a question to you, John, uh, about players that aren't on any team, fantasy team that is, that you think could help win games in the second half of the year. So what t- these players aren't on any fantasy team, but you think they could have a big impact to help win matchups later in the season. Give me your first one. So my first one that uh, you actually had on the list as well, so we kind of share ideas about what we're going to talk about. My first one is Jimmy Graham Mm. at the tight end position. I think that with Nick Foles under center, there's a great chance that his target – uh, share increases greatly and two touchdowns this past week the Bears offense looked completely different with Nick Foles yeah. uh, so I really like Jimmy Graham my how many did you ask for three two yeah, a couple so I'll give you three quick my three would be Jimmy Graham, um, Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers seemed to have some pretty good chemistry with Nick Mullins. This was a rookie that they were fairly high on at the beginning of the season. And somebody has to catch passes besides running backs and tight ends in San Francisco. 
Yep. And especially until Debo Samuel comes back, I like this kid. They want to get him involved. Um, so he's a guy that I would keep my eye on. And then the last one, which is a total crapshoot, because I don't know the answer, is one of the Patriots running backs. Mm. So it could be Rex Burkhead. It could be James White. It could be Sonny Michelle. Now, I'll, I'll put an asterisk by this and say, again, as we've talked on this podcast before, the, the Patriot running back that you want is Cam Newton. Yes. But I think there's going to be a second player in New England that is going to score fairly high down the stretch because it's pretty clear for Belichick that his strategy is if we're ahead, we're just going to grind this out on the ground yep. and dump little screen passes over the top, which is exactly what they did this last week. And Sony Michelle went for over 100 yards. Burkhead went bananas. Yep. Um, so I think one of those players, and Amanda being James White, I think one of those players has a chance to be a huge difference maker down the stretch. So if you had to pick one of those Patriots running backs, who would you pick? You, you, you get one pick right now. Who, who, do you, who do you take? Well, if I know James White is going to play for the rest of the season, I think it's him. Uh, and I say that just because they really like Burkhead on special teams. They like his versatility. I think they want to save him for more stuff than just uh, being a back. So I would probably take James White mm. just because of the pass-catching ability. If James White is out for several more weeks, it's clear that Burkhead in Cam had some chemistry connection this past week. So I like Burkhead or Michelle or White over Michelle. Mm. Um, so whichever two of those gets the most run. But at this point, I'd probably say James White, just given his history. Yeah. He'd be the one I want. I think I would agree with you, but it's my, my reasoning is more by default. My Burkhead to me just always gets injured. That dude just... I think he's solid, but man, that guy's always injured. And Michelle just looks slow to me. I know he had a good game this last week, but I feel like, I don't know if he's gained weight, munched on some Oreos, whatever, but the dude just looks slow to me. And so by default, I would pick White. And then, you know, White out of the backfield, catching passes, quick. But uh, I know there's some, he's been out the last couple of weeks, um, tragedy in his family. But uh, if he's back, I'm picking White. Uh, but for kind of different reasons than you. Um, I, I would say a couple guys I'm keeping my eye on. Um, I know we said Jimmy Graham. We both kind of agreed with that. I mean, Jimmy Graham, when, he came, when Nick Foles came in, he was just chucking it to Jimmy Graham, especially in the red zone. I mean, it didn't matter if Jimmy Graham was covered. He was throwing it to him. So if that continues, obviously Jimmy Graham's value is just going to go up and up. Another one I'm another receiver I'm keeping an eye on is Jerry Judy. The dude can 
can just run amazing routes. And I think when Locke comes back, which sounds like Locke will come back soon, that I think Judy's going to be the main receiver. With Sutton out, uh, I know they have some other receivers, but I think I think he's going to be the guy. And, he, and he's someone that I'm going to keep an eye on. I know if their quarterback situation was how it is now, I would not touch any player for the Broncos. Um, but knowing that Locke will probably come back in a couple of weeks. So you you like Locke? I like him in the sense that he's not scared to throw it. I think some of the other Broncos quarterbacks are more hesitant to get the ball down the field and don't look as polished. I'm going to say Locke is polished, but the dude has an arm. He can throw it. He seems confident in his abilities, whether his abilities are top-notch or still TBD, but I like Judy. Uh and I, I think Judy can just get open. So I'm keeping an eye on him. And another one, this is kind of twofold, is Brian Hill, the Falcons. Uh, he's kind of been getting more and more run of late. I know they have Gurley. But the fact that he's already getting some run time, uh, he looks good. I know in prior years he's ha- kind of had small fantasy value. Um, late in season, it's just as Devontae Freeman would get banged up in the year, Brian Hill would come in. But I think as the year progresses, Hill's going to get more and more work. Uh, and then you add the fact then that Gurley, as the year goes on, will probably get nicked up, banged up a little bit, that that will uh, just give more opportunity to, to Hill. And uh, I know in the offense, they throw it a lot. So maybe that actually helps him and that this spreads out spreads out the defense gives him more opportunity but actually like hill uh specifically in the second half of the year but we'll see do you uh do you like either of those players so i'm not as high on hill the the falcons just concern me truth be told i think Someone should have been fired at this point. Agree. Um, so I think something's going to be shook up pretty good there. And I don't know how much they're going to run the ball <laughs> the rest of the year. Because their defense has really, really struggled. And their offense has struggled to close out games to sustain drives, to be able to bleed clock, Mm. uh, which is truthfully a lot of the same story that we've seen from Matt Ryan over the years other than their Super Bowl run. And then it happened in the Super Bowl. So I'm not as high on that. And the Broncos... My big question for Jerry Judy, which has nothing to do with his talent, is what is a reasonable floor to expect from him? Yeah. And that's what is more concerning to me. Like, who who are you going to start him over in your lineup? I just don't know if he's going to see double-digit targets a game. If he is, 
then anybody in my mind who sees double-digit targets a game needs to be considered for your lineup. But I don't, I don't know if he's going to get there. I just don't know if the Broncos' offense has enough. Yeah. No, that's valid. I, I can see that. But I, I love Jimmy Graham. Yep. Not necessarily because I think he's amazing, but just because I think Chicago's going to need to throw the ball. And Foles definitely enjoyed throwing to him the other night. Yep. No. Yep, agree. And we'll see about those other players. Uh, next, we're going to get into our weekly picks. We're going to take a little bit longer this time to go through them. I'm actually going to have some start-sit questions for John as we go through here and make our picks. Last week, as a recap, we both went 4-1, and one, which is impressive, which makes us both 11-4 and four overall. So, again, pretty solid. And uh, hopefully... You can start trusting us more and more with some of our words of wisdom. Uh, so yeah, so let's let's jump in here. Let's, again, I feel like I start with my team every time, but uh, I play Schutz this week, and uh, I'll I'll let you pick first this week. So I don't want to give it give away my my answers beforehand. So uh, who you got in this game? Let me pull this up first. I mean, I, I think, James versus Aaron. I think this one's pretty pretty clear, in my opinion. I mean, you have no quarterback currently. It's a struggle. Um, I'm definitely going shits. <laughs> and I would agree. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just Carson's probably gonna be out. Godwin's out. Man, just your receivers are thin. So so here's my question I'm going to pose to you. Do I play Crowder at my third wide receiver position tomorrow night? If he's healthy, if they say he's healthy, good to go, not going to be limited. Do you play Crowder at that position or would you play someone such as Corey Davis or T.Y. Hilton? To me, it's a, they're very similar players. I actually think your highest upside play is T.Y. Hilton. But you know the Jets are going to have to throw the ball <laughs> Thursday night. And truthfully, it could be a really ugly game. So it wouldn't surprise me if Jamison Crowder hit a home run ball. So I don't I don't love picking any of those three options, but I would not choose Corey Davis. I'll say that. If AJ Brown is still out, you would not choose Corey Davis? I don't think so. This past week, what was his stat line? I mean, it was semi-respectable. I mean, he got six targets, five catches, 69 yards. Yeah, you, 
I just think you got to hope for more than that. But who knows? I, I look at the Titans playing Pittsburgh and think they're going to try and grind this out. Derrick Henry may get 40 rushes. <laughs> so I prefer Hilton or Crowder. I probably lean toward Hilton. And I also like to play players on Sunday and not Thursday. It's a true statement. And that's just personal preference. It has nothing to do with any stats. Yeah, it's uh terrible to lose a matchup on Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Terrible. But as far as the matchup goes, Aaron's team, I think he's gonna slaughter me. Uh I mean Camara I mean Camara dude. I mean, Drew Brees is, has turned into check down Charlie and Kamara just getting all the check down, which makes you wonder if Drew Brees can even throw a deep ball right now. And you wonder, you mentioned this earlier, if we're seeing a Peyton-esque decline, um, similar to Peyton Manning's last year. I don't know. I'm, hes- I'm hesitant on Brees, but for Kamara's purposes, it's amazing. Aside... Is DK Metcalf the steal of the draft right now for $6? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's averaging basically 17 points a game in our league. Half point PPR. Amazing. Consistency. Thing is, he's had four catches every week. And he's had touchdown every week. He's just... Wilson's just chucking it so much this year. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Schutz has Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, Kittle at tight end. I mean, this isn't even going to be close. He didn't even play Lazard last week. Still won. Yep. Must be nice. Schutz sitting at 3-0. This is actually a matchup of the only two remaining undefeated teams. I understand how Schutz is undefeated. His lineup's really solid. Me, on the other hand, miraculous. No idea how I'm 3-0. But hey... You take it. That's right. So first year to be off to a hot start. Yes, it's true. I feel like in prior years I've struggled to start the year, so it's nice to be out to a, a nice start, even even if it doesn't look pretty. Next matchup, we're gonna go Dustin and Hofler. Uh man. Okay, here's a question for you. Looking at Hofler's team, Joe Mixon, what a big disappointment he's been this year. I mean, he's getting carries, 19, 16, 17, but his average per carry, 3.6, 2.9, 2.9. Their offensive line is so bad. I've watched a lot of their games. And he is regularly getting touched like two yards in the backfield. Yep. And honestly, it's going to be surprising to me if Joe Burrow plays all 16 games. Dude's just getting crunched. Yep. So their, their O-line is so bad. That being said, um... I think Joe Mixon's going to have a solid week this week. 
Well, so I like him this week against Jacksonville. If any week's the week, this should be the week. But look, I mean, he's got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against New England. Decently tough matchup. Woods, Galladay, Landry, a receiver. Uh, Toss-up. And look at that Dustin's team. He's going with Drake, Melvin, Gordon. David Johnson. If you're Dustin, do you play... He have, currently he has Michael Gallup and Terry McLaurin benched in favor of Ridley, Keenan Allen, and Marquise Brown. Do you agree with that? You have to play Ridley and Allen. Agreed. That's not even a discussion. Marquise Brown, I would prefer McLaurin or Jefferson over him. I just feel like until Baltimore shows me some consistency, you can't play him. He could go off, but if I'm in Dustin's shoes, I'm playing for a higher floor, which is definitely McLaurin and probably Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I would lean... I know McLaurin plays Baltimore. I think Washington's going to be behind big in this game, and they're going to be passing in a lot. So I think McLaurin gets a junk time touchdown. So I I, I would play McLaurin. So Baltimore had to pass, right, against the Chiefs? Yep. Brown had two catches for 13 yards on six targets. And I know the Chiefs' defense is okay. But it's not amazing. Yep. I don't know. Looking at this, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Hope gets in the win column. Well, he is in the win column. I don't think he, I don't think he adds another Ooh. to the win column. Going. I'm going Dustin. Yeah, this one's, this one's close to me. But I don't know. I think... Yeah, I think uh, uh, Kyler Murray is going to go bananas against Carolina. Man, he's looked good so far this year. Dustin's problem is he has his number one running back and his quarterback on the same team. Yep. It's true. You're like competing against yourself. <laughs> yeah. Next matchup, we'll go with your team, John, going against the winless Andrew Hilton team. Which is pretty surprising, to be honest. Dude, just looking through Hilton's team, I think uh, Lamar Jackson has a really big game. Jacobs, tough matchup against Buffalo, but I think he's, he's, he's okay. Davis against Arizona, filling in for McCaffrey, I think it's going to have a solid game. Lockett with Wilson chucking it solid. Preston Williams, I think it's questionable. I know I know he can sub in Juju if they play. Um, your team, I like Cam in this matchup against Kansas City. But as far as everyone else, they're just hit and miss. So I think I'm going to ride with Hilton on this one. 
apologies for that. No need to apologize. Um, this one's tough. I haven't even decided on my final lineup yet. Um, but I actually, I'm going to be really interested to see how Lamar Jackson bounces back against Washington's front because they're pretty good up front. Um, I think this may be the closest game of the week, this matchup. Hmm. And a lot of it hinges on whether or not Michael Thomas plays for me. But since you got to make a pick... I'm going to make a pick that Michael Thomas does not play. Oh. And I win. Okay. All right, yeah. If, if Michael Thomas doesn't play, does it change your pick? No. Okay. I think I'm not I'm interested to see how Michael Thomas plays with the noodle arm breeze now. Uh I know Thomas has lived in uh 10 to 15 yard range. I'm just really fascinated to see how he does with Breeze and with Breeze seeming so hesitant to throw it down the field and more and more just looking for check downs. What what three wide receivers do you play if you're me? Oh boy. I think obviously you have to play Diggs even though he was on my cell list last week. I think you have to play him just because there is upside there. AJ Green, CD Lamb, Sammy Watkins, or Nikhil Harry. I'm not playing Nikhil Harry. Just inconsistent. Not feeling it. Sammy Watkins intrigues me a little bit. I think you have to... AJ. Oh man, this is tough. I also have DJ Chark, who looks like he'll be back. Oh, that's right. Boy. I would probably play AJ Green. I would sit with AJ for another week or two to kind of see how his target share goes. I know Cincinnati's kind of incorporating more T. Higgins. Uh, Boyd looks to be coming on as maybe the main guy in that offense. I think you have to go Diggs, Green, and then, then to me it's down between. I mean, I like C.D. Lamb, but that offense is just so unpredictable. I mean, as in case this last week when Cedric Wilson, the, I was seeing the number four receiver on that offense, caught two touchdowns. and. Killer. Yeah. I don't know. If you want the home run... I would say C.D. Lamb. If you're wanting 15 or more, I would go with C.D. Lamb. If you're wanting an 8 to 10, 11, I would probably go with Sammy or Chark. So, that'd be my two cents. Would you bump Deontay Johnson up there and play one of my running backs, Ronald Jones or Hines? No. I wouldn't play Jones or Hines. 
they're just those two backfields seem to be in flux for those two people. Next matchup, we got another winless team, Edwards, going against the two and one Doolin team. And uh I mean, first off let me just say Edwards record could be better if he stopped playing people that were injured. It's true. Just gonna throw that out there. And why Doolin yeah. still has Cortland Sutton on his IR spot is another question I have, but one I cannot answer. Um, I'm going to go with, well, this one's actually pretty close to me. I'm going to go with, uh, Doolin just because of the flex position. I like Singletary over Fournette. I think Singletary, I know Moss is maybe is probably back this week. I still think Singletary has a good game and probably rushes one in here this week. Uh, so I'm going to go with Doolin. I would agree. As you know, I'm not a big fan of Eckler or Sanders. And Fournette is just in an interesting place. So I don't like any of his running backs. <laughs> I should say this is if Edwards has Devontae Adams, which should be back, but Hamie's man, from personal testimony, they can be tricky. So you're picking Doolin, though, right? Yeah, I'll go with Doolin. Especially, yeah. I like Mike Evans even more with Godwin out, so I think Evans will have a strong week. Two catches for two yards and two touchdowns? That's unbelievable. Oh, boy. Last matchup, and then I have a nice little surprise here at the end. Um, last matchup is Melvin going against Luke. Melvin's picked it up as of late. Obviously, picking up Daryl Henderson has been big. Aaron Jones has been solid. But his quarterback, I mean, Wilson has just been bananas. I mean, I think five touchdowns, four, then five again. Man. But you can also say the same thing about Luke's QB in, in uh, Buffalo. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen has been great as well. Obviously, not as good as Wilson, but... Very, very solid. So these are the number one and number two quarterbacks in fantasy. Not sure that I would have guessed that being the year, but watching them play, both legit and would not be surprised if they finished the year that way. Looking at this matchup, boy. Melvin's rolling out. Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley, Cooper, DJ Moore, Edelman... Janu, Daryl Henderson, Luke, Henry, Chubb, Hopkins. I'm I'm gonna like roll with Luke on this one. I'm going to as well, but he definitely needs to pick somebody out for John Brown, not named Deshaun Jackson. Um he needs to get somebody else because it doesn't really look like John Brown's going to play. And he has a spot open on his bench, so he might as well. Yep. And I will say, this is if the Titans play. Obviously, if Luke lost Derrick Henry this week, that would be a disaster for him. Uh, 
But I think if his team plays, I like the stability in the upper half of his lineup, whereas I feel with Melvin, it's more you don't know what you're going to get. So, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Wow, we're got less than four minutes, and uh, man, it always flies by. I, say, I think I say it every week, but lastly, as most of you know, I have a baby due any day now. It's a baby boy. Uh, due day is actually next Wednesday, so we're less than a week away, which is just wild to think about. Uh, but one topic of conversation I've had with people talking about the baby is obviously the name of our soon-to-be baby boy and uh, soon-to-be-born baby boy and I actually got my wife's permission to do this. I'm not going to announce the name. I'm not going to confirm or deny names, but I will give a hint and I'm interested to see if anyone would like to pose a guest, a guest and I will not obviously say yes or no, but you will find out after the baby's born if you were right or wrong or how close you were. So the hint is the name that we're most likely leaning towards. I think right now we're probably 70% leaning that direction. The, I have to be careful here because I have been known in the past dealing with baby stuff to <laughs> let stuff out of the bag and ruin, ruin the surprise. Uh, so I'm going to have to be very articulate and think this through clearly so I don't ruin anything. So the hint is, the first name and middle name are both first names of starting NFL tight ends. So, yeah, I know that's kind of crazy uh, and not obviously super clear. But knowing, if you know my wife at all, you know what she thinks of names and the route she may or may not go uh, if you don't, you kind of out of luck with that. But that's the hint. Again, I'll repeat it. The hint is our son's name, the first and middle name, are both the first name of starting NFL tight ends. Interesting. So uh, feel free to shoot me your guesses. Uh, let me know what you think. But again, I will not confirm nor deny any guesses. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. So that's the fun little tidbit uh, about the yeah about our son that's going to be born any day now. Uh, and I can't I actually am planning to do a podcast about the birth process and all that goes on in there. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. But that would be amazing. So yeah, so John, our time is almost up. Thanks again for another week. Yeah. Appreciate Glad it. Glad to be here. Excited to keep doing this. Yeah. Uh, again, if any of you all that listen have questions, comments, things you want us to talk about, send them over. Um, we'd be more than happy to discuss it if possible. But uh, yeah, until next week, you guys enjoy weekend enjoy the start of october uh college football if you're an sec fan that's going on which is has me pumped week four to nfl starts tomorrow night with an amazing game of the jets and broncos so enjoy till next time keep safe talk to you later